Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and I've got a question for you. I want to know in the comments, so let me know right now. Can you lose your salvation? I'm looking for a yes, no, or maybe, and you got to give a reason. You got to give a, like a justification if you're going to say maybe. Otherwise, yes or no. And I want to ask you to be subject to change your opinion based on what I'm about to share with you, because I do not believe in once saved, always saved. I believe in this phrase, if saved, always saved. And I'm going to explain why. I want to thank our sponsors who keep us going. Literally everything we do is sponsor and donor driven. If you want to become a sponsor of this podcast, uh, you can send me an email at overcomerstx at gmail.com. Again, overcomerstx at gmail.com. If you've got a business or an organization um, or you want to sponsor our podcast, uh, please let me know. But we are grateful for Promise Keepers, uh, one of uh, the wonderful organizations that I'm a partner with. We exist to build up godly men for a better tomorrow. And uh, again, I say this every episode, but it's so important. Check out the Promise Keepers app. If you're a guy, if you're a, a girl who's got a boyfriend or a brother or a husband, get him on the Promise Keepers app. We've got so many resources, Bible devotional plans, some of which I've written and recorded. We've got online community and info about events, virtual and in person. We've got some coming up at the end of the year. You don't want to miss that from Promise Keepers. An aligned mortgage. Listen, if you're a veteran and you're looking for a great home loan anywhere in the nation, you've got to check out Aligned Mortgage. I've got my mortgage through them. They helped me use my VA loan, and they help educate veterans because only 15% of all veterans use their VA loan. That's 85% that don't use it. It still blows my mind every time I say it, and that's because people don't know about it. They don't know they have it. They don't know how to use it. Guys, I don't know about you, but I didn't want to pay a down payment on a house. That's so much money. Well, with the VA loan as a thank you for your service, you don't have to pay a down payment, and that's just one of the benefits. They exist to empower veterans to own a piece of land that we defended. That's amazing. Look, if you're looking for a loan, go to alignedmortgage.com, ask for Ronnie, get more information, tell him I sent you there. Okay, we're going to get into this right now. The Bible does not indicate that you can lose your salvation like you could lose your phone. There's nowhere in the Bible that seems to indicate um, I, can, I can misplace my salvation. I can lose it. I can do something and then it's just gone. I don't see that anywhere in there. The Bible does speak about a person leaving the faith. So while no one can snatch you out of the Father's hand, you can walk away. You know, the only difference in the story of the prodigal son from someone who leaves the faith is that the son came back. How many of you know people, or maybe that was you, let me know in the comments, say, I was the prodigal, if that story is something you identify with, where you ran off, realized you made a mess, and you came back home, and you're born again. But then I want to ask you, do you know people that were in the house, right? They were the son, they were the daughter, they have the father, and they left and they haven't returned. We are praying for the prodigals to come home. Because what made the prodigal story 
amazing is that the son recognized that he had sinned against heaven. And he's like, I got to go make this right. Sadly, there are many who leave and they don't know or they don't care that they've sinned against God. They don't want to be made right. I believe that you can walk away from the faith. If you're truly saved, you would come back. And the prodigal son shows us that. Now, I do want to talk about this. Leaving the faith doesn't just mean um, I'm giving up my faith. Like, I don't want to be a Christian anymore. I actually don't believe it. You know, I feel like that doesn't happen as often as this next category. And you could fall into this category. This is a very serious topic, and I'm going to ask you to be honest with yourself. I can't judge you. I wouldn't judge you. I don't know you. Only you know you. And God knows you. And so right now, I'm going to ask you to be real with yourself. Because if you're not, then you're fooling yourself and you have no business listening to this. But if you truly want to grow as a person and you truly care what God thinks, even 1% about your life, you've got to listen to this. 1 Corinthians 5.5 talks about handing over a person from the church to Satan for the destruction of their flesh so that their soul might be saved. Paul's talking about this. Addressing and confronting an unrepentant sinner, an unrepentant Christian. He says, hand them over to Satan for the destruction of their flesh. Why? That their soul might be saved. Well, if it's once saved, always saved, then why would it matter if he got handed over to Satan or not? Paul makes a case that when you live a lifestyle of unrepentant sin, you are gambling with your soul. If you live a lifestyle of unrepentant sin, you are putting your soul in jeopardy, according to 1 Corinthians 5.5. And there's more verses to back that up. Why? Because if you're truly saved, then you will follow Jesus. Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commands. Now, that does that mean that you have to be perfect the rest of your life? You can't ever sin again? Well, you don't want to sin again, but how many of you know that you have probably sinned since you got born again? I have. I don't want to sin, but I have sinned since I've been born again. Okay, so have I not followed all God's commands? Do I not love him? No, that's not what that means. What else are we commanded to do? When we sin... We are called to confess it to God, or if we hurt a person, to confess to that person and to repent, to turn away, to show that we mean what we say when we say, I'm so sorry, Lord. Show that you mean you're sorry. Don't continue living like a hypocrite or like a liar and saying, oh, God, I'm sorry, but you know my heart, and then just doing your own thing. No, it's this turning away. The word repent, that's what it means. It literally means think a way you've never thought before, to turn around, to do something different. And so if you've sinned, you're not fallen from grace and you don't hate God, you messed up. And you are now to continue following the commands of the Lord, which is to turn away. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. That was that was so dumb of me to do. That's not who I am. That's not my identity. Thank you for convicting me. Thank you for showing me that that is not how I'm called to act. God, you love me. You're fathering me so well, and I want to I be your son, your daughter forever. I never want to walk away from you. I always want your correction, your conviction. Thanks for highlighting this to me by your spirit. God, thanks for keeping me on the narrow path. I love you, Lord. 
That is how you repent. That's how you respond when God calls you out on something. Maybe you snap at someone, and as soon as you snap at them, you get convicted, and you're just like, ugh. And God says to you, hey, that's not how you talk to a person. You're a Christian. And then you go, ugh, God, you're right. I'm so sorry. Now you need to apologize to the person you snapped at. Hey, listen, I'm so sorry. I'm a Christian. I should not be talking that way. I let my flesh get the best of me, whatever, this and that. I'm sorry. God, thank you for correcting me. Thank you that you are showing me you love me because you are disciplining me. And I talked about this a few episodes ago. God will discipline his kids. That's how you can know you're God's kid, if he's disciplining you. And you can know that you love God when you obey him, when he corrects you and you take that correction. That's amazing, and that is following the commands of Jesus. That's called working out your salvation. This person in 1 Corinthians 5, 5 that Paul's talking about, they get confronted one-on-one. They get they, they don't respond. They get confronted by a couple of people from the church, and then eventually they get brought before the whole church, and they still don't listen. They still deny. They still continue living in the sin, whatever it is. So Paul says, cut them out. Cut them out from the church. Hand them over to Satan. They need to be destroyed in hopes that their soul will be saved, that they will repent because they've lost everything, and they will come to this moment like the prodigal son did, where they've lost everything, and they They see clearly now because all of their stuff, their pride, their whatever is out of the way. But he says, man, that soul is in jeopardy, that their soul might be saved. I want you to ask yourself this. Do you repent when you sin? This is something that I have to stay on myself about. We have to be easy on ourselves as far as who we are. We have to know our identity. We have to be able to receive the love of God, but we need to be hard on sin. We need to be hard on anything that is evil, and sin is evil. We need to be hard on the demonic. And so when anything begins to creep into your life, you've got to deal with it. You can't fool yourself. You can't lie to yourself. You can try. You might even be able to fool other people, but you're not fooling God, and you truly can't fool yourself because you know at the end of the day if you've got something wrong in here or up here. And so I want to ask you, in the comfort of your own home or your car or at the gym, wherever you're listening at, do you repent when you miss it? Or can you just sin and sin and you don't even care? Let me take it a step further. Have you been caught in sin and you've lied and denied and continued to do it? I will say that this is a scary place to be living, and I would make the argument that you are gambling with your soul. If you've been caught in a sin and you denied and you lied and you tried to whatever, you are like the 1 Corinthians 5.5 person. I don't want you to gamble with your soul. And so listen, I'm going to ask you boldly, if this is you and this message is calling you out, you know, I don't know you, I don't know who I'm talking to, but if you're hearing this and you're like, oh my gosh, this is for me. I feel like someone is like trembling at this message. You feel like God's speaking right to you. That's his mercy. And listen, if this is you, if you're being convicted by this message and you know, man, I need to repent, I want you just to say, that's me in the comments. You don't got to air all your dirty laundry. You don't have to spill everything out there. But if you've been living an unrepentant lifestyle of sin and you call yourself a Christian, I want you to say, that's me. If you are ready 
to turn away from that lifestyle. If you're truly ready to cut ties with it and quit fooling other people and quit fooling yourself, just put that to me. And here's what I'm going to ask. And this is for the YouTube audience where we can leave comments. Everyone who sees that comment, I'm asking you right now, pray for the grace of God to come over that person. Pray for the power of God to deliver them from whatever it is they're struggling with. Do it now. You see that comment on there? Go through the comments. You see these comments? Start praying for them. Show them support. Type them a prayer. Hey, I'm praying for you. Grace of God over your life. Power of God to come over you. Deliver you from all bondage. God, thank you for causing this person to to repent and confess here openly. Come on, ask God. If your heart feels hard, say, please, God, tenderize my heart. I don't want to have a hard heart. I don't want to live a life of unrepentant sin. I don't want to live counter to your teaching. I'm saying this as a community online. We're with you, and I'm calling you out of darkness right now. Come out of darkness in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Have you sinned and felt the weight of it and confessed it to God and repented? This is the way. That's what it's all about. God will correct you when you're wrong. And then you just say, yes, sir. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to spend more time with you so I could be more like you because I don't want to live like that. That is a tender heart of someone who loves the Lord. That's what we need. So there's the two camps, right? There's people that walk away willingly, intentionally. I don't want to be a Christian anymore. And then you have this other group of like, well, I say I'm a Christian, but I'm totally living for the world and for myself, and I won't repent, and I won't do... Both of those people are walking away from the Lord. Now, Jesus says this. Jesus says, He who endures to the end shall be saved. Why would he say that if it's once saved, always saved? Why would he just say, He who prays the prayer shall be saved? No, it's about enduring. And Paul says multiple times, if you continue in the faith, or he says things like, if you continue and do not depart from the gospel which you heard. It's about enduring for a lifetime, not confessing once. And here's the cool part. I do believe the Bible, of course. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. But there is a salvation process that requires working out. And if you endure to the end and you continue to work out your salvation and you don't depart and you don't walk away from the Lord or you don't hand yourself over to a life of sin and just deny him completely as if he never gave you any laws to obey, you will be saved. Enduring proves that your confession was genuine. So you can say, well, how do I know that I'm saved? How do I know that I sincerely gave my life to Jesus? Well, look at your life. Are you still in faith? Are you still following Jesus? Are you still doing your best to keep his commands? Are you still loving him every day? You're enduring. That's the whole point. That's why my organization, uh, Overcomers, our slogan here on these hats is burn for a lifetime. I don't want to raise up people who pray to prayer. I want to equip people to burn for a lifetime. Shameless plug. If you want to rep this and you want to say, hey, I'm burning for a lifetime, I'm an overcomer. You can get these hats on my website for 27 bucks, shanewinnings.com. Show the world that you're enduring. You're burning for a lifetime. And here's the thing. 
And we're getting close to wrapping this up. I've been trying to keep these episodes around 20 minutes just to keep everyone engaged. Check this out. It's not relying on your own strength to endure to the end because you can't do it. The Bible says that God is faithful to keep the ones that he's been given. He says that no one can snatch us out of his hand. That means that the enemy cannot snatch you away from God. So your faith is not in your ability to be kept by God. Your faith is in his ability to keep you. Isn't that amazing? It's not on you. It's on him. And we bring our weak faith to him, however weak it is. And we say, Lord, here's what I've got. Life's hard or I'm, I'm, I'm feeling unbelief. I'm feeling weak. I'm feeling all this. But in my weakness, you are made strong. I'm coming to you and saying, Lord, I don't have it all figured out. I don't know how to do this, but I'm trusting in you. That's how you win. That's the Christian victory. You can rest assured that the enemy can't snatch you away from God, but he will definitely try to get you to step out. He can't snatch you out of the hand, but he can get you to walk away from the hand. Don't let him do it. Don't let him get you to walk away from the hand of God. Don't let him get you to take off your spiritual armor. He can't defeat your armor. He can get you to take it off by believing lies and living for yourself. Listen, is this helping anyone? Like, if this message brought any clarity or peace to you regarding this topic, please let me know right now in the comments and then send this to somebody else. So many people are struggling in this area. So can you lose your salvation? No, you can't lose it. You can only walk away from it. You can reject salvation or you can take it for a while and then leave it because life got hard and you just it wasn't for you. Or you can be an overcomer who burns for a lifetime, who endures to the end. And that's who I want to raise up. And so let me pray over you as we close. Father, oh God, thank you. Thank you that you have equipped us to burn for a lifetime because you have given us your word and you have filled us with your spirit. And God, I pray over every person right now that there would be a grace to come over them, a revelation of what it means to burn forever. God, that we would not sell out and sell ourselves short and cheap for the things of the world, that we wouldn't believe lies, God, that we wouldn't be caught off guard and led astray back onto the wide road of destruction. But Lord, keep us on the narrow path. Thanks for being our Father. Thanks for correcting us and loving us and disciplining us and rebuking us. God, we know that you do these things because you love us. And so I ask now that you would even heighten our awareness to your voice in our lives to keep us on the straight and narrow. God, we love you and we say we want to live for you forever. Help us to stay the course and overcome in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Look, if you want to help us, if you want to support this podcast or support our ministry, we are 100% donor-based. You can go to shanewinnings.com, click on Give, or go to shanewinnings.com slash donate. Become a monthly partner. We're looking for a a handful of people to commit to a dollar a day or $30 a month, and you can do that on there with automatic withdrawal, and it's all on there. But guys, we know that the Lord's going to provide. He always has, and he always will. Whether you give or not, I want to ask that you pray for our ministry. We have some big things coming up, and we can't do it without your prayers. We know that the supernatural prayers that come out of the mouths of believers are far more powerful than any amount of resource in the world. Amen? Guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.